Welcome to another episode of Girls Minds. This is your host, Ron Bowen. It's your co-host, Trav Weeks. We have a dope guest in the building today, uh, community advisor uh, and coordinator, um, Alan Berway. Hey, hi everyone. How's everything? <laughs> this is like my first podcast, so I'm like, just a little nervous, but thank you guys for uh, having me on. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, definitely glad to have you on. Every time we talk, I think even from the first Connect Us event we did, You've always um, had great information on resources that I had no no idea about. Mm. So, um, and it was always just a good vibe, and you always um, you know built. And we've had King talk, so I wanted to bring you on so um, you can speak and offer you know what information and resources you can for our listeners. You know, so we appreciate you coming on, bro. I appreciate you as well with with the work that you all are doing. I feel uh, you know what you all have done with Driven Society is basically create spaces that were not non-existent before you know there are individuals across this city who you know want to start their own businesses want to be the who want to be an entrepreneur but don't have the spaces necessary and what you all are doing is just some amazing work and i and i guarantee uh, this is not going to be the last you know you guys are just really going to expand you know and uh, i'm thankful for you no, you Thank guys you. inspire me. Yeah. Real talk. Thank you, bro. So, yeah, I guess we'll start. Let's talk about, um, tell them more about who you are and what you do. So, uh, my name is Alan Barrett. I am from Southeast Queens. I was born in Brooklyn, but I um, was raised in Southeast Queens. So, I got the dual thing going on, Brooklyn hey. and Queens. You know hey. what I mean? But, um, so, I, I'm a John Jay College grad. I got my bachelor's and master's degree. Um, I've always been passionate about entrepreneurship, but... Um, I guess the socio-emotional part is we've always had that fear of really taking that step. Right. Uh, so I got into politics, uh, community organizing. I'm a Congressional Black Caucus Fellow, uh, Latino Leadership Institute Fellow, and I really got into organizing. But I've always had entrepreneurship in the back of my mind. Um, and, you know, what I'm starting to realize is as I'm, you know, doing community work and I'm doing big things, I'm starting to notice how uh, much influence economics has uh, you know, on our day-to-day lives, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, fast forward to today, um, having friends such as, you know, people start their own clothing line, you know, Slow Bucks in Queens, he started his own clothing line and mm-hmm. believe it or not, inspired a couple of people to start their own or really start their own businesses. So sure. it really got me to thinking like, man, like this brother defied all, you know, expectations and did his thing and he's sitting on a couple of million, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I looked into that and I said, you know what? I have other friends who want to be rappers, who want to do different things, you know, start their own businesses. I said, you know, there's never been an an event or a space where we've created so entrepreneurs can get resources. So last March, I uh, put together with um, the help of my senator, Senator Comrie, I just wanted to shout him out because he's always been, you know, supportive um, in this arena and young people and really, uh, you know, expanding their, uh, their horizon. So long story short, I, you know, put together that event and a lot of entrepreneurs came out, people who I've never even met before came. And I partnered with the mayor's office and SBS, and they bought their resources. And it was an amazing event. And it really proved that, you know, people will come if there's information there to get. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Absolutely. What was the name of the event? Oh, the name of the event was called Rise. Right. And basically, the, the whole theme of the event was for entrepreneurs in Southeast Queens to rise to the occasion, right? That there is a space for you to come and, you know, network and do different things and build upon. Absolutely. Because even with entrepreneurship, even with starting your own business, a lot of people don't think to, you know, we, 
Well, especially even in our community, we're not thinking like, yo, let's let's go see what resources the government has. We kind of mm-hmm. always sometimes think the government is in our way. Can you give um, examples of how the government can support an um, uh, inspiring entrepreneur or somebody inspiring to start a creative business idea? Sure. So, you know, I look at from from my experience. So one of the partners for that first event that I threw was Small Business Services. And believe it or not, SBS, if you go to nyc.gov and you look for Small Business Services, they have a whole bunch of resources. And I didn't even know about Small Business Services until like it was like three weeks before the event and somebody from the mayor's office like hey i think you should look into this office so they offer business planning business courses financing legal review of contracts and leases hiring uh and some um, guidance around minority women-owned businesses and enterprises as we spoke about before um, how to navigate government as an entrepreneur and incentives right these are all these little things that they offer but it gets even deeper, right? They have something called NYC Business Acceleration, right? Mm. It's like a program that basically helps businesses open, expand more easily and faster. And I know a lot of people would like to expand their businesses. They have great ideas, but this is something that can help do that. And then also, uh, they have something called Workforce One. So now let's say, for instance, if you start a business and you're looking for employees, Workforce One has a database of employees that people come who are looking for employment and they can match you up with employees for your business. That's tremendous. So wow. every step of the way while you're while you're learning, all right, you know, this is the criterion to apply for this grant or this what have you. If you don't fit it, there's services that can um, educate you on how to tailor your business. Exactly. Okay. And and for instance, um even my own experience, because I wanted to start a clothing line, it's still in, in the process. I've got my trademark and everything. Um, I actually went to small business services, and they helped me put together a business plan. Wow. Nice. For free. This is your tax dollars at work, so I just wanted to remind people that. Got you. Wow. That's mm-hmm. dope. And where can you find that again? Oh, uh, If you go to nyc.gov and you go to uh, SBS Small Business Services, but nyc.gov has a bunch of information that can be helpful to anybody. Um there's uh, for events in, in, in NYC, I think it's um, NYC Go. You'll find all uh, discounts and stuff to restaurants, I mean, plays, you name it. Like, it's like the keys to the city, literally. You just got to go look for it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell me about some of the um, opportunities that are immediately available. Like, there's some people who um, own business. Like, a lot of people own, like you said, clothing lines or food yeah. businesses. Um, like. Uh, smaller, small, like micro, small businesses. Mm-hmm. What are some um, immediate tools or keys that you're aware of that um, some people can tap into immediately? So I, I think for me, and, and what I'll say is, is um, for me, I my focus is on technology and, okay. and entrepreneurship. Um, this thing is so vast that I would hate to talk specifically and targetedly to that particular um, resources for small businesses. But I can, however, I have the people who can and come talk specifically about this who actually work. But there's a litany of resources and I would hate to misarticulate any of those resources. Right. But I, I will, give, however, give you the uh, contact information for people who can come on a show who can talk about that more specifically. Because the one thing I don't want to do is talk about something right. that I, ha- I don't have that much information on. But there are resources there. I'm just not you know, privy to that like information. Gotcha. Question I want to ask too: What do you where do you think that the negative um, view of government, as far as in our you know starting our businesses, where do you think that negative view came from? Well, and how as a community can we shift that to really share that information? Well, 
not to get too not to get too deep in it because it probably take over the whole show. <laughs> True indeed. I, what what I'll do is I'll say that um, you ha- we have to look at it from a historical context, right? And um, if we want to, so I want to micro target the conversation to African Americans and Latinos, right? So if we look at it from a historical context, back during I want to say the 1800s, 1900s, when people of color were putting businesses together. Um, if you know about Black Wall Street, like mm-hmm. you know, that's a, a term that people know about. But they basically put businesses together, their own banks, their own infrastructure, and it was torn down, right? So the conversation now becomes is, you know, I guess people have a negative view of government because the government has sometimes been a part of the, you know, the engine that's been tearing uh, you know, resources down and not uh, basically allowing resources to come through, right? So it's a catch-22. Like, there's a, a, a couple different things, but um, I feel right now uh, we have a mayor in office who's really trying to push and really trying to support uh, individuals like us and entrepreneurs. And mm. I feel like we just got to, you know, get up there. But I think another um, segue to that is, you know, mental hygiene, right? The mental health. Um, subconsciously you think that you know the government is not here to help you because of experiences mm-hmm. right I mean there's plenty of data points that uh, we could discuss on um, you know why people of color don't believe that the government is there to help them right so this weekend actually um, I just came back from the black and Latino caucus which is every year people from all over New York State we get together at the legislative office building and we do events workshops different things from all over New York State mm-hmm. and we all get together and Roland Martin was the keynote speaker mm-hmm. um, for the the gala the dinner brother Roland. yeah brother Roland and, and mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll send you the link because he Facebook's lives everything that he does like he was literally Facebook living his speech while he was talking to a room full of like 3,000 people nice and what's interesting in that speech is he said one day he he was going to a uh, he was booked to speak somewhere and he picked up a Wall Street Journal and he read an article if I'm not corrected and we can go back and correct this but he said he read that for uh, small business loans and and money given to small businesses out of thirteen point two billion dollars only three hundred and eighty two million was given to black people. Mm. And he said right wow. there in his speech, he said, you know what, after I read that, um, he said, after he read that, he basically called the White House and said, listen, um, I need, and this was a Saturday, I think, he saw this article. He said, I need somebody from the White House on Monday to speak about this. And the, per, the person at the White House, and this is during Obama was in office, and the person at the White House basically explained, oh, we can't get nobody there that fast, mm. you know, and it's gonna probably gonna take us a couple of weeks. He said, no, all right, so have them there on Tuesday. <laughs> Or Wednesday and long story short he went back to he went to the White House to have a closed-door meeting with the president and he basically told him like I'm not here for no photo ops Mm. I'm here because I'm here on behalf of people of color and why out of 13.2 billion dollars or whatever it was how come black people are only receiving 382 million it's a travesty right and he said every time I'm on my show I'm gonna be talking about this you know what I mean? It's 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 just such a big issue, and we can like talk about it the whole time. But you know, this is why we need to have these conversations that we're doing now, so mm-hmm. that you know, your listeners and other people know 
about the state of our government. You know what I mean? I'm not saying government is perfect. You know what I mean? It's going to take a process to get there. But if we're not at the table having these conversations with our senators and elected officials, then how are they supposed to advocate for us? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So with rise, is there an opportunity to speak to those individuals um, directly mm -hmm. to voice your concerns? Because a lot of the times, like, in my mind, government is like a mm -hmm. big bucket of money that falls from federal and then it's allocated to whatever community votes mm -hmm. or has the best um, financial representation, right? Mm -hmm. but, um, largely, like, is, does your event uh, cater to that paying to be able to get to speak to these individuals and to also um, somewhat financially educate individuals on how that and the politics work? You know, I think, so RISE was, that was the name of the first event. And um, I think that's exactly what it's, it's trying to do. It's trying to engage people in our communities who operate in their own silos, right? Because I feel like that that's what the, when it comes to entrepreneurship, I feel like that's what's one of the issues, right? Like, we all are building businesses and different things, but we're all operating in our own silos, right? But not only do I want to educate people on how government can help, I want them to be a part of the process, right? Um, in government now, if we look at how um, elected officials engage individuals on run for office. Like there's, t for me, there's a built-in caste system, right? And there's triple prime voters, double prime voters, and single prime voters. Triple prime voters, I don't know if you all know this, are the people who come out and vote in every election, no matter what. They vote in f presidential, local, Congress, yeah. local, everything, community board, whatever, they vote, you know what I mean? Then there's double prime, you're lucky if they'll vote in city council, but then they'll vote in a, in a presidential election. And there's single prime. I only come out for presidential election, and then there's everybody else. Mm. So the numbers are, so a municipality like mine, like a city council district, has 180,000 people. Less than 10,000 people come out to vote. So when we say, when people say, like, you know, my vote doesn't matter, it's kind of the reverse. Your vote is worth a whole lot more because there's a lot of people who are not voting. You get what I mean? Mm. So, you know, a, a great example, to, not to segue too much, is if you look at um, Harlem right now. Harlem just had a special election currently. And um, basically somebody who ran, who was in the seat before, who was a state senator, basically moved back to the seat. You know what I mean? And Harlem has a whole bunch of stuff going on. Gentrification, access to resources and different things. Mm -hmm. You would think that the young professionals who lived in Harlem in that in that well, district would have came up and been like, yo, listen, man, like we trying to do things because Harlem yeah. is changing. Right, right. And nobody showed up. And that's not their fault. I mean, we could look at civic literacy and different things, but if we look at Harlem and, and what's coming up with um, startups and stuff happening, Absolutely. you know, who's in control of that? You know, who, who does that person look like us? Right, who's right. in control of that? Not to say that that's anything negative, but if we're really talking about entrepreneurship and ownership, are the people who are applying these resources and opening up these, uh, you know, startups and different things in our neighborhoods, are they from the neighborhood? Do they have roots in the neighborhood? Mm. There are people who are moving across this country, man, all the way from halfway across the country to here, no roots in anything, and just picking up shop. Wow. And they're, and they're basically blowing away the competition. Yeah. You know, people like us, we've been here, we're born here. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I, th I would think that we could get together and put resources together so we give people who are actually from our neighborhoods a chance to start their businesses. Mm. So right off, um, mm -hmm. before we wrap it up, wrap it up, right off, what are, what are some um, things that people can show up to 
to better educate themselves before like the voting times come around. Like, mm-hmm. like you have community meetings. Where what do you all recommend? So for me, I, I'm I actually sit. Uh, I'm actually a member of Community Board 13. Okay. So um, your community board is a, is a great place to start, right? Because uh, community board meetings, you find out everything that's going on, from housing stuff, any little thing. So the community board has different committees uh, that are set up. They have the Youth and Education Committee. They have uh, land use, and land use is, is a committee where you get to find out the variances and 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 different buildings that are coming up, you know, in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? And the community board actually votes on that. And they say yes or no. Like, you know, we don't want you to build this or we do want you to build this. Mm -hmm. But to really find, um, you know, those particular resources, you really have to, one, sign up for the community board or maybe just sign up to the email. If you can't make it to the meeting, sign up to the email at least. You have local civic organizations you have your elected officials who send out email blasts on important information, those things. But if you are looking into look, um, if if we're looking into entrepreneurship, small business services they do events as well, you know, and you know, catered to us, you know what I mean. But then also, I think what I love about this administration is how responsive they are. So if let's say if we go to a small business services event. And we say, hey, listen, I think we could do something different. I think we could partner with somebody like Driven Society to, you know, basically talk about this angle when it comes to entrepreneurship. They're open to do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I feel like it's us that have to, you know, step up to the, to the plate. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, we've had discussions, man. I see you be an advocate for entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and owning your own. What do you think that does for us as a community? And what is your vision if you, um, if you had to um, uh, just... Explain it as far as what do you see as a culture we can grow and how we can grow um, through entrepreneurship? I think for me, and I mean, this is going to, it's going to sound drastic, but I feel like for me, and I'm not exaggerating, I think entrepreneurship is going to save our communities. Mm. And it it sounds kind of scary, it sounds kind of deep, but it is. And I'm not a person who sugarcoats anything. I'm going to keep it all the way a thousand because we all have friends who went to school, went to college like they were supposed to, who are $130,000 in debt and still still not, some of them don't even have jobs. Some of them have jobs that's not even in their field, right? Um, I feel like we're so quick. I feel like as a man of color, and I'm micro-targeting the, the, the conversation, I feel like if a man, as a man of color, we're socially conditioned to say, hey, listen, Got to go get your degree, get yourself a city job. That was my mindset mm-hmm. in college. Go to John Jay, I'm going to become a cop. You know what I mean? But after things that started to go on with stopping Fritz, so when I was a freshman in college, you know, I, I came in like, yo, I want to be a police officer, straight up. I was mm. supposed to be an NYPD cop. Really? Took the test, passed everything. And freshman year of college, I was stopped and frisked at gunpoint by three police officers with my best friend. And um, in Queens, and that literally like changed my whole trajectory. And I'm like, yo, like, is this something that I really want to do? You know what I mean? So I went through college, going back and forth for myself. Like, yo, I need security. I need a job. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's gonna have good benefits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I had to ask myself, like, yo, what's your moral compass? Like, you gonna do something that you don't agree with? Like, you gonna show up to work? for something that you know that's violating you and your people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, shout out to all police officers. I'm not saying they're all bad, but entrepreneurship is going to save 
our communities, man. Like at the end of the day, and I think Roland Martin as well. This is another thing he he uh, he spoke about. I'm gonna send you guys that speech. Yeah, please do. And if you can share that and listen to what this brother was saying, because he came to that gala and he said, "Listen, I'm not here to comfort y'all. I'm here to put y'all in discomfort." Mm. He basically um, was talking about DNC. Is like, how can Democrats talk about, you know, equity and excellence, right? When Republicans have more diversity in the Senate than you guys have. So they hire more black people. Republicans hire more That's black crazy. and Latino people than the DNC. And he called out a senator right there on the floor. He said, yo, so what's up? Like, what's going on? Like, how come you guys are not hiring black people? How can you guys depend on black and Latino vote uh, on black and Latino votes? You can't even but, hire. But you can't even hire us? But then he, he went deeper, right? He said, so what happens is, is that people who work in these high-level offices, after a couple of years, they go to work in corporate America, and they have the ability to hire people. They're not hiring us. You get what I'm saying? They're not hiring people that look like us. So what happens is there's a cascading consequences, right? So now those people who don't have those jobs, they send their kids to college, right? Those kids who go to college come out with more debt, those parents can't give a down payment or uh, money for the down payment of a house so their kid can buy because they don't have the capacity to, to hire or they don't have the capacity to get a job. You know what I mean? And mm. they, they, this, is how, this is what we need to look at is economics and how it trickles down to our people. You know what I mean? Because it seems like in our community, it says, go to college, get a good job, and that's it. You'll be straight. There's like variables in between that that we haven't accounted for. And that's why I think entrepreneurship is, is dope because, you know, man, like I really think about this and I really think about um, the brilliant minds that we have. And I work for the, you know, I work for the DOE, you know what I mean? So I come in contact with kids all the time and they have brilliant minds that are untapped. You know what I mean? How are we going to create those spaces? And one of the things that I want to tell you all is I want to work with you to see how we can bridge that gap. You know what I mean? Let's give those those high school kids that are coming up that look. Like, imagine when I come to one of your events, man, I'm just inspired. Let me just say that. You guys inspire me. Thank you, man. When I come to your events and I see the room full of entrepreneurs and people who are doing their own thing, I can't tell you what that does to me. Now, imagine what that would do to a high school kid. Like, they have an idea that they're thinking about, and I'm in a room full of older people who are doing this. And lastly, I'll say, I don't want to dominate the conversation, but another thing that I look at when I come to your events is the influence in the room, right? Because elected officials have power, but you can influence power, right? And I look at the people in your room, you all have enough people in there to change the trajectory of how people look at entrepreneurship in this city. Mm. That's how I feel about driven society. Mm. Thank you. That's my brother. Thank you, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So continue doing your thing, man. Appreciate that. Definitely man. appreciate that. And you know, let's definitely speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? About um getting that opportunity together. But real quick, if anybody, mm -hmm. you know, wants to um, find you to ask you about to bend your air, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Where can they find you? Um, you could hit me up on Twitter at Alan of Southeast Queens. Mm -hmm. Um you know, what's crazy is I've been like a Facebook 
like junky. I really haven't expanded. Are we friends on Facebook? We gotta make sure we. We, we gotta make sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. But I'm starting to really get into Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And okay. you know, Instagram has changed so many times. I think I've missed the variations. But, <laughs> you know, but people yeah, can yeah. follow me on Twitter, man. Inbox me and. Uh, Yo, I, th- I think. Connect. Alan is one of them guests we gotta have reoccurring to Yo, come. Absolutely. You know, yes. drop them information and tools, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'll definitely get updates and different things, and I'll bring people. Like I told you, this administration is uh, extremely supportive. And, and that's the thing, people need to know that. Like, we have a series in Brooklyn called The Reserve, and what we do is um, mm. it's a platform for emerging businesses and brands, and a lot of different young, cool, millennial entrepreneurs mm. who have products like who sell candles. I mean, legitimate business where they're selling candles. Um, everything from, um, uh, what else they had? Um, subscription boxes. Mm-hmm. What else they had? Um, uh, Black Gold Vape. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and um, they had uh, cannolis. Um, cannolis. People, um, food businesses, um, skin butter, skin lines. Mm. Um, Which is tremendous. It's just uh, tech companies. We had 2020 there, the last one I'm um, done last year, and they're actually outside right now. I'm going to do that introduction. Yeah. But, you know, um, if they knew about this information, the resources they have that I can get them to the next level, I think would be extremely dope, man. It's easy for us to get a room full of these, you know, these uh, entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs and creators with this influence. And it's all about the information. Like, you operate on the level of information that you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, speaking of brothers like you, um, you know, gives people that uh, that opportunity to level up not only their their uh, their their intellect but also their financial situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that right there is is blessings and keys. So you know, we we appreciate this talk, brother. And we definitely want to have you back on. Soon. Yeah, definitely. I just want to say lastly that um, the mayor's office actually has something called the Tech Talent Pipeline NYC, mm. and basically that program is to help uh, individuals who are looking into careers in technology, they've actually partnered with uh, um, Fortune 500 companies like LinkedIn, all this type of stuff. You can go there and get training on how to code and different things, and so you can just jump in to that stuff. Oh, so wow. So please, if you... Is that free too, or is that... that you could just go on a website wow. and just say... See, just a lot of free, and there's a lot of... You know I mean, there's programs where good programs that you get, you know, that you have to pay for, but these resources are free. Like, take advantage, people. Like, if you want to learn to cold text, start your business, create your business plan. These resources are free. Please take advantage. Yeah. Absolutely. Last question since you want Driven Minds. Um, mm-hmm. My question to you is what drives you? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What, what is your motiva- motiva- motivating factor? Why do you wake up every morning, do what you do, spread the information, work with work at the DOE? What is your purpose here and what motivates you to keep going? Uh, you know something... Um, for me, I mean, that's a huge, a huge question. Uh, I think for me, going through uh, elementary school and high school and not really getting the attention, you know, from teachers to really hone in on what my, what my craft is, you know what I mean, and not being supportive. Um, I'll never forget this, and I, and I share this with people I know and why I, I go so hard at what I do. Um, so when I graduated college, um, a friend of mine had a had passed away in a car accident, right? Oh, sorry and, to hear that. No, it's all right. Um, you know, God bless his family. His name was mine. But um, when I went to the funeral, I actually saw my old uh, 
English teacher. He was my homeroom teacher, but he was an English teacher. And there was a um, the track coach that was with him. So my boy, who also went to high school with me, we were driving, and they were like, hey, can we go to the to the burial with you? And I was like, all right, cool, no problem. So we sitting in the cemetery, and it was raining, pouring raining. And, you know, both of, both of the teachers were asking me, like, Alan, man, like, you've really did your thing, like, in college, you know what I'm saying? And then the, the, the track coach basically said to me, he goes, Alan, I want to tell you something. I, I just hope that it's not going to upset you. And I was like, tell me what? What's going on? And he basically told me that my gym teacher at the time um, used to spread rumors and say, Alan's not going to amount to anything wow. ever in life. Terrible. And my, you know, the two teachers Hater. were basically saying to me in the car was like, yo, you really proved that dude wrong. Like that dude really thought that she wasn't going to do anything. You know, it didn't upset me. It just kind of, uh, it disappointed me. And it made me think about how many other bright minds we have, you know what I'm saying, who are in schools who are just waiting for somebody to touch them. You know what I'm saying? Touch their minds so they can take them to that next level. You know what I mean? And I feel like um, if we're ever going to make a difference, we need to provide the information. And that's what I'm passionate about, putting information in people's hands so they can do something with it. If it's one thing, one thing that I learned about the last event um, that you all put together with Johnny Nunez and that extraordinary panel. You know, I, I agree with what Johnny was saying, man, when he said, yo, we here to help each other, man. We're not here to hoard resources. You know what I'm saying? Because the way I feel is like, yo, if I give you a resource that's going to help you, we all win. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we got to start operating. Stop, you know, operating in these silos like this is all for me. Like we got to pull each other up, man. I think I, I learned this in a rap song. Like we all we have or we all we got rather. You know what I mean? But um, for me, working in the DOE, man, is just super dope because um, I get a chance to really practice what I preach. You know what I'm saying? So it's day in and day out. But that's what motivates me, man. And I can't even forget my mom. Like my mom, uh, shout out to mom, Martha Verrett. What's good? Yeah. Um, you know, and my dad too. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, my mom came here from Haiti with $10 in her, in her pocket. And how she got to Haiti was that my grandmother basically sold bread in Haiti every day to save up money to get her a ticket to come here. Six miles every day. Wow. Every day. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me, I think about that when there's times when I'm chilling in my house, big giant TV, I got cable and all that. I think about when I get lazy, I think about like my grandmother. You know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. She could have sat down and chill and I probably wouldn't even be in this country. And I look what's going on with immigration now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Wow. You know what I mean? Just to, for me, it's, it's all about the opportunity, and I want to be able to give people that opportunity. You know what I mean? So that's real, man. Yeah, that's we appreciate you, bro. Absolutely, and so, we're looking forward to uh, speaking to you again. Indeed, definitely. Um, I, I'll basically email you guys all updates and different things that are going on, and uh, you know, let's do it. Yeah, you man. already know. We'll, we'll sit down soon. So yeah, stay driven, y'all. Stay driven.